3: Surges at the border, the largest we have ever seen. That is the new reporting coming from Eagle Pass down in Texas on the border there, where now offered nearly half a million Venezuelan migrants. Legal status and work permits following demands from strained cities. Yes, the Biden administration handing out soft amnesty, offering nearly a half a million Venezuelan migrants in the U.S. the ability to not only live, but also work. Take away a job from an American citizen in this country legally, approving a longstanding request from cities struggling to house asylum seekers. I warned you that if they could overrun the country with illegal immigrants, this is exactly how they would then try to get rid of those illegal immigrants by giving them legal status. That's now what they're doing. The Department of Homeland Security expanded or redesignated the Temporary Protected Status Program for Venezuelan migrants allowing recent arrivals to apply for the deportation protections and work permits offered by the policy. CBS News was the first to report the move this morning. Previously, only Venezuelans who arrived in the U.S. before March of 2021 qualified for the program created by Congress in 1990 to offer a temporary safe haven to migrants from countries facing humanitarian crises, such as an armed conflict or a natural disaster. Now, By redesignating Venezuela's TPS program, the U.S. under the Biden administration is rendering the record number of Venezuelans who have reached the U.S. over the past two years, all of them eligible for this new status. They estimate there's at least a half a million additional Venezuelans that are expected to now qualify for TPS, which has already allowed a quarter of a million migrants from the country to obtain the status, that according to the Department of Homeland Security's own internal figures. Venezuelans who reach the U.S. after the end of July, they say, will not qualify for TPS. Temporary protected status provides individuals already present in the United States with protection from removal when the conditions in their home country prevent their safe return. That is what Mayorkas said in a statement put out last night. This is the situation that Venezuelans who arrived here on or or before July the 31st of this year, quote, find themselves in. While other legal status will also qualify, they now claim for TPS, the announcement will most likely benefit the more than 400,000 that we know of. People who have broken into this country, these Venezuelan migrants who've trekked to the U.S. southern border over the past two and a half years as part of a massive exodus from this South African country. Now, in recent years, more than seven million Venezuelans have fled economic conditions there and authoritarian rule, with most of them resettling in other South American nations, such as Colombia making the largest refugee crisis ever recorded in the Western Hemisphere. Increasingly, more Venezuelans have left Venezuela or other countries in search for better economic opportunities in the United States, embarking on a week-long journey that entails crossing Panama and the area there at the foot. The administration's announcement, they say, is an important victory, quote, for congressional Democrats. And leaders in large cities like New York for, for who for months have been pressuring the federal government to grant migrants in their communities legal status so that they can work legally and disappear them from the streets more quickly and not rely on local services, they claim. New York City in particular has struggled to house tens of thousands of migrants, many of them from Venezuela in more than 200 hotels, shelters, tent cities and other facilities, saying, quote, Our administration and our partners across the city have led the calls to, quote unquote, let them work. So I want to thank President Biden for hearing our entire coalition, including our hardworking congressional delegation, and taking the important steps that will bring people hope and bring hope to the thousands of Venezuelan asylum seekers currently in our care, who will now immediately be eligible for temporary protected status. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said today, the Biden administration has used this status As an unprecedented on an unprecedented scale, making record numbers of migrants from Afghanistan, Cameroon, Ethiopia, Haiti, Myanmar, Sudan and Ukraine eligible for this new program. In other way, in other words, it's a way to just make people disappear. If you've got a problem, you just make them disappear. If you want to get rid of them, you make them disappear by giving them the status it erases them from your book of problems, as it was described by one Department of Homeland Security secretary. Notice how they refer to them. This is not what's good for America. This isn't what's good for you as an American taxpayer. This, is not, this also allows them to be eligible for massive amounts of government federal aid, which, again, people don't seem to want to talk about either. So this is now the real problem. I want to get your phone calls and your reaction to this. We're now giving away amnesty, To a million people from Venezuela so that we don't have to deal with the issue. Hey, it's Ben Ferguson, and I want to invite you to meet me in the Holy Land, Israel. You'll walk in the footsteps of biblical figures like King David and Jesus Christ, and you'll do it all together with other listeners from around the country. I'm going to meet up with you in Jerusalem and experience with you the city's great sight. The trip will take place May the 6th through the 15th of 2024. Go to ChristianExpedition.com slash Ben or call 877-234-3002. ChristianExpedition.com slash Ben. It looks like the cartels have figured out how to bum rush the border, knowing that no one will stop them.
4: Hi, Martha. Well, these surging border numbers are really put into context when you think about the fact that New York City Mayor Eric Adams said his city can't handle 10,000 migrants per month. Well, They're getting 9,000 a day down here at the southern border. A lot of them crossing right here in Eagle Pass. Take a look at this video. Our fantastic drone team shot showing a mass illegal crossing in the river right behind where I'm standing. You'll see a human chain uh, in the water as they're trying to get across the river. Very dangerous spot. A 10-year-old boy drowned in this area last week. The port of entry is right next to these people, just 100 yards away. They don't care, though. They want to cross illegally because they feel if they can step foot in the United States, States. They're going to be released into the country. I also want to show you human smuggling pursuit. Take a look at this video. Texas DPS chasing a human smuggler in Kinney County. High speed chase. The driver, an illegal immigrant, driving a stolen truck loaded with illegal immigrants. They spike his tires. He goes off road into the brush, loses control, and then you'll see on the thermal camera, everybody goes bailing out of that vehicle, running off in all different directions. Texas DPS arrested the driver and six illegal immigrants. Last thing to show you down in the Rio Grande Valley with Texas DPS troopers in the brush as they are arresting illegal immigrants trying to evade capture from Border Patrol. Uh, Several of them were wearing cartel wristbands indicating they had paid a cartel to get across illegally. And back out here live, Martha, concerning uh, Border Patrol agents uh, reporting that right here in Eagle Pass, they just arrested an illegal immigrant with a murder conviction and another illegal immigrant with a conviction for sexual assault of a child. We'll send it back to you.
3: That's who's getting across the border. That's who they're catching. Someone that had a murder conviction and another that it was sexual assault of a child conviction. Now, known gotaways at the southern border have now exceeded well over. And this is the gotaways. One million under the Biden administration. So a million people have invaded this country. A million. The Border Patrol chief at the time uh, it, it, down in Yuma, the former uh, man in charge went on Fox to explain what this means for this country. I want you to listen to what he had to say. Again, this is on Fox saying, you guys think it's a million. It's probably well over a million and a half that have invaded.
5: You're my Border Patrol chief. Chris, nice to see you again. Thank you for your time. Here's, here's our Mayor Eric Good Adams uh, just a few days ago. Let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. So in return, the Border Patrol Union said this on Sunday, Chris. Note the sanctuary cities, counties, and states. Stop your whining. You declared yourself sanctuaries for illegal aliens while condemning those who think our laws should be actually be enforced. You helped Biden unleash this historic disaster. Live with it. Is that the way it's going to be, Chris?
6: Well, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, they're spot on. The hearing, uh, Mayor Adams, talk about no end in this. Uh, well, I have to agree with them. We've been talking about this for the last few years. Um, I think I mentioned to you before on a previous uh, show. You know, Adams had this team come down to Yuma last year, and we spoke to and we showed them exactly what was happening. And uh, you know, it's 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 crazy. This is still continuing at the level that uh, we're seeing. Look, over seven thousand arrests a day, over fifty thousand people in custody every 24 hours with CDP and ICE. Look, we just had over 80,000 people come through Panama uh, in August. This is continuing. And again, I don't see an end in sight as long as uh, the policies are misdirected and misguided coming out of Washington.
7: So Chris, in the absence of prevention, right? It's too late for that. The mayor is now living with the consequences of 113,000 people coming into the city this year alone. What are his options?
6: (laughs) You know, I, I, you know, that number is, it seems like it's strikingly, you know, huge, right? But that's what we dealt with in Yuma, you know, year one uh, that I was there under, under President Biden in 2021. Yuma doesn't have but 100,000 people in the whole community. What's happening down there in, um, in, in Texas in Eagle Pass? But what the mayor can do is actually continue to do what he's doing, but hold the, the administration accountable, you know, get together with, with all the uh, the mayors and the state leaders and local leadership across the country and say, hey, put an end to this because Look, Americans are suffering. We're already suffering under this uh, this economy. And now we're uh, continuing to suffer on this under this border crisis. And something's got to be done. And it's going to take a collection of people from both sides of the aisle to really roll up their sleeves and get this done and hold people accountable. Chris,
5: I want to give you three numbers here over the weekend. Twenty two hundred crossing Eagle Pass, Texas in one day. Okay. last week, one hundred and fifty unaccompanied children every day were encountered last week. Every day, 150. We're talking about kids age 16 and under. And put this on screen. The known gotaways of the southwest border under this administration is at 1.5 million. Chris, that's the first time I have seen that number. And that is extraordinary to see. Yeah.
6: Yeah. All those numbers are, are should just rattle everybody's cages. I mean, the known gotaways. And that's what we know. And there's still that unknown factor that we never got to. When you look at 2200, in one day out in del rio i mean that's crazy and then these children i mean look you know we hear time and time again about the humanitarian crisis look it's living we've been living this for years now these are unaccompanied children this should just turn everybody's stomach that the administration is not holding these source countries and allowing that's allowing this to occur we've got to do a better job americans deserve a better job our agents deserve the support and these migrants deserve a, a, a better pathway to come in legally and not put their hands in the, in the uh or put their well, lives well, in the hands it's, of it's, smugglers you know, this is ridiculous m-
5: maybe mayor adams is right he sees no end in sight right i mean that's what we've seen too julian
7: border patrol forecasting september could be the highest number on record uh in u.s history chris we got to leave it there thanks so much thank for you chris
3: time. You notice there's no end in sight and Democrats are now saying there's no end in sight and they don't want it to stop. The media is having to say what it is. The media is having to tell you what it is. The media is having to report on this because you can't not watch 2000 plus people come across the border. Right. Like that. That's the reality here. So is it just age or is it incompetency? That is the real question that I want you to answer right now. Is it just age or is it incompetency? There is an interesting article that's come out saying that it's the age of Joe Biden that's his biggest problem right now. I tend to disagree with that. I don't think it's his age is as much as it is his mental capacity. Democrats are also saying, well, if you're going to say that it's an age issue, okay, then you're going to have to say that there's an age issue for Donald Trump. I'm not obsessed with the age. I am obsessed with the incompetency. You look at the president and this is even yesterday at the United Nations, or now technically two days ago. And Biden kept losing his train of thought over and, over and over and over and over and over and over again. It was a real problem. Biden abruptly walked out of the Medal of Honor ceremony even before the closing benediction. It, clearly, he doesn't know what he's doing. You listen to him at the United Nations, at the General Assembly, and he was talking and no one knew what he was talking about. I don't think he did either. How do I know this? Listen.
8: Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct.
3: Even when he says, let me be clear, you don't know what he's saying before he says, let me be clear. Biden was reading his pre written remarks for the first time. Uh, At another event, and it was clear when he was reading those remarks, he didn't know what he was reading. It was obvious he didn't understand what he was reading. Listen to this. This is from, again, yesterday.
8: And uh, we are also discussing the potential for a new critical minerals dialogue to strengthen our energy security and supply chains for years to come. And third, we're launching a new initiative on disability rights. I want to thank you all for your fruitful conversation today, which has already taken place. And I look forward to working with all of you to do even more in the future. Yeah,
3: he doesn't know what he's talking about. That was the C5 plus one luncheon that they were having there. Then you have a White House that's trying to cover him for him all the time. Yesterday, talking about the migrant crisis at the border. Martha McCollum talking to John Kirby, who basically seems to be the president of the United States of America, at least he's coherent when he talks, who was asked about what's going on at the border. Listen to this.
7: So why doesn't the president address this? It's a very urgent need in this country while he's talking to the U.N., really missed opportunity today?
9: No, no, no. I mean, he's he's absolutely. He doesn't this. talk about it, John. He, he has, never talks he about it. He has addressed this with those leaders in the region. We were just announced in Mexico City several months ago. He has had he's had multiple now two, I think summits for democracy at each one of them. This issue comes up at each one of them. He addresses it with those leaders. I mean, did, that, that he didn't have a specific conversation today doesn't mean that he hasn't had in the past or that he won't in the future or that the secretary of state isn't also having these discussions. All these leaders realize, Martha, that it is a regional problem. It's not just because of one country's politics or one country's economics. There are just simply more people on the move, and there's a lot of reasons for that famine, drought, political instability, such as what you see in, in Venezuela. People have lots of reasons but for being on the move. 89% of these
7: and people don't have asylum. They don't have a, a legitimate is, asylum claim. Which
9: is why he has worked so hard in the region to develop these centers around uh, several countries where people can apply for legal pathways to come in. That's great. It's and not it's working. Why, and it's why we <laughs> We bolstered as much as we can. We bolstered security at the, at the border to try to okay. d- deter imi- Ill- Ill- illegal uh, immigration.
3: Okay. Illegal immigration. At least you said that word. Now, John Kirby's not elected by anyone, but he seems to be pushing right now, pushing in a way that, that makes me laugh, right? Pushing in a way that, that, that is just uh, honestly, it, it, it's frustrating to me because he's not elected by anybody, yet he's sitting there saying these things that are just lies. Now, if he was the president, great, but you and I both know that the president couldn't even make the argument that he's making. I'm talking about cognitively. That's why they have to send out John Kirby. And, and, and even this was a question that was asked. And again, I don't think the president can handle this question. Listen, President Biden lie. did
7: not say a word about our Southern border today. He didn't meet with leaders from Mexico, Guatemala. You have Nine, ten thousand people crossing the border in unprecedented numbers. How is this something that he doesn't address when he's in New York City, where there's a crisis unfolding less than a mile away from where he's speaking?
9: Well, Martha, he did address the, the challenge of regional migration in the speech. He talked about the Los Angeles Declaration for migration and for uh, and support for uh, for migrants. Uh, he knows, and he addressed it again in the remarks that this is a regional thing. You're not wrong. I mean, there are more people on the move in this hemisphere now than we've seen since World War II. And you're absolutely right. Uh, as the weather cools down and conditions get a little bit better, we are seeing. You're blaming increases climate of change numbers. for the reason no, that I'm people not, are coming. No, 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 no. I'm talking about just the, the weather conditions as we head into fall. OK, it's just easier to, to, to be on the move. Plenty of so seeing Now you've got, now we got seeing, the highest numbers since May. We are crossing seeing, the border. we are seeing increases not we pushing back on the fact that the numbers yeah. are increasing that's why we want congress to work with us and pass that supplemental we asked for four billion dollars to help us with border security needs that's
3: I, I mean he's a liar but i don't think the president could do that right i i, I don't I, I i don't believe that the president could have that conversation that he just had and this is the reason why the president keeps ignoring it now i don't think this is an age issue I think it's an incompetency issue. You have a president that's clearly incompetent. That's the problem. Incompetency. Listen to the president again at the UN what he said and again this is another example listen to it.
8: So let me one answer that question. We must and we will. The road ahead is long and difficult but if we preserve persevere and prevail we keep the faith in ourselves and show what's possible.
3: And show—I mean, he doesn't know what he's saying. The road ahead is long and difficult, but if we preserve, preserve, persevere, prevail, prevail, and then you just—you know—emphasize one word here and there. This is the guy that, again, five seconds later, says this sentence and mumbles again. Now, he doesn't evolve our institutions. Does anybody know what the hell he just said? Does anybody have a clue? This is the president of the United States of America. On the world stage, all of our adversaries are in the world. In the world, or in the room.
8: No, he doesn't involve our institutions. I don't know what the hell he just said. Do you know what he just said? No, he doesn't involve our institutions.
3: Does does anybody know what he just said? I don't even know what words he's trying to say.
8: No, he doesn't involve our institutions.
3: I, I have no idea. Diaz, stop laughing. It's not funny. That's the President of the United States of America.
8: I no, he as not involve our institutions.
3: No one knows what the man's saying. And then the media's like, well, it's an age thing. Maybe it, maybe they're they're fighting over the age. I don't think this is age. I think this is an issue of incompetency. That's what I think. I think this is an issue of incompetency. When I look at him, I don't see an old man. I see an incompetent man. There is a difference. I, I, I'm not obsessed with age like other people are obsessed with age. I'm just not growing number of polls now are showing voters are concerned about President Biden's age and his energy. Democratic lawmakers have hesitated to offer full-throated endorsements of his running mate. Prominent commentators have, well, reminisced now on whether he should drop out of the presidential race. This series of political vulnerabilities, along with House Republicans announcing an impeachment inquiry, And the Justice Department indicting Biden's son on drug charges and gun charges, really just because of the drugs, it's actually just a gun charge, is now sending waves of anxiety, they claim, through the Democratic Party. And some fret about whether the man who helped oust Donald Trump from the White House may not have the vitality at age 80 to successfully prevent a return. He is in a period of his life where passing and death is imminent. Sharon Sueda, the leader of the Democratic Party in Lorain County in Ohio, said on the record. She said she often hears from voters worried about the president's potential frailty. Quote, we are all on a ticking clock. But when you're at his age or at Trump's age, the clock is ticking faster. And that is a real concern for voters. Many in the party are continuing to voice confidence in Biden, and they note that Trump himself is not much younger at 77. But Biden allies are frustrated by the hand-wringing from an anxious faction of the Democratic Party. And even as campaign officials point to the president's record of defying skeptics, they are strategizing internally about how best to combat and the unmistakable nervousness. Such Washington whispers have become far too common Along the, they say, among bedwetting Democrats. That's what Jim Messina, who ran Barack Obama's 2012 campaign and recently put together a 24-slide deck aiming to calm the jitters. Which he sent to prominent Democratic office holders. Quote, I'm not saying this is going to be easy and he's fine, Messina said in the interview. Look, America is split right down the middle. Both parties are going to get 46% of the vote. And we're fighting over the rest. But he said Biden is much stronger in a much stronger position than Trump and encouraged Democrats to stop their public and private agonizing. He said one senator texts him immediately after receiving his presentation, which included details on Biden's string of early endorsements from key groups, the impact of cooling inflation, and the popularity of many of the president's achievements. He said, I'm going to stop bedwetting now, the senator wrote. But interviews with more than 30 lawmakers, strategists, activists, and other Democrats show that the uncertainty persists. Many Democrats expressed steadfast support for the president's running for a second term, and no major figure has risen to challenge him in a primary. Several party leaders predicted that even voters who voice ambivalence about Biden will ultimately be animated to vote against the Republican choice especially if that choice is Donald Trump. But few offered confident assessments that Biden's stubbornly low approval rating would rebound before next year. And many are concerned that one of the president's most significant challenges is one he has no control over, his age. Supporters and critics alike suggest that Biden's prospects may hinge on whether he can find a way to overcome a persistent and growing feeling. In the electorate, that his advanced age is his defining characteristic. By the way, I don't think it's his age. I think it's his incompetency. That's the difference here. I think this is not an age question. I don't think people give a crap about Donald Trump's age, for example. And I don't think people gave a crap about uh, Ronald Reagan's age, for example. What I do think they care about is the incompetency that it shows, that they're showing, right? Like, that's, that's to me what this is actually about. It's the fact that he looks like he's incompetent. At the United Nations, he was mumbling multiple times over. Let me say that again. He was mumbling as he was trying to make points to the world. And people see that. People see it in the Democratic Party. They're concerned over it. They should be concerned over it as well. And when you look at that, it's not about his age. It's about the competency. And can a president of the United States of America go on stage time and time again, babble like a moron, clearly lose his train of thought, and then you think, yep, that guy should be president? I think the answer is pretty clear, no. Now, Democrats are having these conversations internally at the highest levels. So my question for you is, how concerned are you about the president's incompetency and his age? Make sure you share this with your family and your friends. Our podcast, please write us a five-star review. It helps us reach more people. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.
1: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.